0: Welcome to Fertility Fridays. I'm your host, Leah Vaughn. Join me for today's episode as we explore all things on the road to becoming mama. Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Fertility Fridays on the Unspoken Cycle podcast. I am your host, Leah Vaughn. Thank you so much for joining me today, and welcome to my beautiful mamas, soon-to-be mamas, futuring mamas, aspiring mamas, and every mama in between. How are y'all doing today? I know that the journey in trying to conceive can be a heavy one and a difficult one, so it's okay if you're not able to answer that question for yourself or if you're just not doing well or feeling like you're in a good place today. I feel you. I get it. I understand. And that is why today I wanted to talk about grief. I know the word can be scary and just feel heavy. We often don't think about grief in the process of trying to create life. However, it's necessary to grieve different things when it comes to infertility and learning about fertility for ourselves, and just trying to conceive in in the overall process. Grief is very real, and grief is okay. And grief is not just associated with loss. Grief is associated with a lot of different things. And I think that we should embrace it and better understand it and what it looks like for us and not be afraid of it. We certainly should not be afraid of it. I feel that grief is also necessary on this journey. And, you know, a lot of the time when we begin to try to get pregnant and start to learn what that process looks like for ourselves and for our partner and for our relationship, we begin down a road of hopes and expectations that a lot of the time don't turn out the way that we hope and expect them to that allows us to really embrace how we feel, why we feel that way. And I really truly believe that grief gives us a new sense of hope, especially when we're able to just sit with it. It's not a place that's fun to be. It feels sad and we'll get into the different stages of grief, but grief is absolutely necessary to allow us to process the emotions and feel all the feels And I just want to encourage everybody today who understands what that grief feels like to know that it's absolutely okay to feel the way that you're feeling. You don't have to justify it. You don't have to answer to anyone for it. And it's normal. You're not alone. So I think in order to understand really how grief associates to the journey of conception and trying to conceive, we should understand what the stages of grief are. So the stages of grief in relation to this experience versus losing a loved one or losing a job or losing a relationship or a pet or anything else that we experience a process of grief with, just know that these stages of grief apply across the board. They don't apply to this and not that. Anytime we're experiencing a loss or a void or a disappointment or a letdown in our life, we are absolutely allowed to grieve it. Grief is a process for all of those things. Grief is not just a process for certain types of loss or certain types of disappointment. So just know if you're questioning whether or not your grief is valid or whether you are overreacting or whether you're being too dramatic, you are not, not at all. So different stages of grief, the most common stages of grief, denial. Denial is an important stage of grief because we tend to not want to believe the reality of what's going on, especially when we're disappointed and with trying to conceive, you know, we're tracking our cycles and we're trying to get pregnant at certain times of the month. We're implementing timing. We're implementing in some cases, diet, um, nutritional uh, enhancements and supplements for our bodies. We're taking multivitamins. We're listening to our doctors. You know, we're doing every single thing. We're getting tests done and trying to find out how healthy we are in regards to our fertility and and our body's ability to conceive. So it feels like we're trying everything possible. And when we do all of those things and put all of those things into motion, and we still get that negative pregnancy test, or we go in and we're unable to retrieve any eggs during the retrieval process, or our embryo, embryo transfer fails during the IVF process, or we had an unsuccessful IUI, we immediately start to kind of Think, well, no, this can't be right. I did everything I was supposed to do, everything the right way. This really should have happened. You know, and that denial is what introduces us to the process of our grief. Anger is another stage of grief. I don't know about you ladies, but I really struggled with anger and not just anger at the process of continuing to try cycle after cycle month after month and and being faced with that constant letdown and disappointment but i was angry at my body i really began to develop a hate relationship with my body and its inability to achieve what i so deeply want you know and so and my anger felt deeper because i've been pregnant before i've Gotten pregnant before, what's the problem this time? It wasn't a good place for me to be. It definitely was difficult for me to navigate. And it contributed to some of the other stages of grief that I was feeling. So, another stage of grief is bargaining. Bargaining is a stage of grief where we start to look back at the shoulda, coulda, wouldas. I should have done this and maybe this one happened. I should have changed this in my diet because I've I've read magazines or maybe my doctor recommended something you know for example the mediterranean diet is a popular diet which is good for our bodies and nourishing through the trying to conceive process maybe I should have started that diet sooner maybe I should have taken a supplement that would enhance my egg quality a long time ago maybe I shouldn't have had that beer after work while I was trying to conceive You know, there's all of these things that we start to question about what we're doing or in the present, okay, so if I do this, then this is going to be the result. So I need to change that now. I've seen and read so many articles and seen so many posts and forums about women who eliminate all of the plastics in their house, who go all natural with deodorants and hairsprays and shampoos and even makeup and lotions. And I mean, it gets the process of trying to figure out what we can do to enhance our chances becomes so deep and really it's easy to spiral down that rabbit hole. So, you know, what could I have done differently to change the outcome? And what do I need to do differently to change the outcome? That's bargaining with ourselves to try to emotionally manipulate the results. And unfortunately, with trying to conceive, we could do all of the things right, ladies. We could do all of the things right. We could eliminate the toxins. We can never drink a sip of wine or beer. We could eat the healthiest diet, take all our multivitamins, add the supplements, exercise reasonably, have the healthiest body and the healthiest reproductive system. And we're still not guaranteed success. And that's the sad reality of trying to conceive and dealing with infertility. The reality is we are not promised success. And so the bargaining is something that we have to be careful with because like I said, we really can spiral. And then we become more hyper-focused on the shoulda, coulda, wouldas, and the I need to do this and that. And that's going to increase our stress levels, our anxiety levels, which essentially defeats the purpose. And that leads me to depression. Depression is a stage of grief that is extremely common. I definitely went through all of the phases of grief but I did struggle the most with anger and depression. So I struggled the most with my emotional well being. Depression for me was a dark place. I didn't feel like myself. I didn't like the body that I was in. I wanted to press fast forward to success. I yearned and ached inside. It was like that constant butterfly feeling of anxiety like, this is not right. Something's not right. I was tired, fatigued, unmotivated, unhappy. I didn't know what to do, and I really didn't want to figure it out anymore. I felt really sad. I felt really hopeless. And I generally don't struggle with feelings of depression or anger or anxiety on a regular basis. But let me tell you how this process has really ignited those feelings within me. It was important for me to seek help. I knew how I was feeling wasn't normal. It was normal in the way I was grieving what was going on and the disappointments. It was normal in the way that I was feeling. I was entitled to those feelings. But I was really leaning into the sadness. And I was really leaning into the hopelessness. And I was really convincing myself, I'm not the one. I'm not the one that's going to have success. And then it kind of fed back into my anger because I would hear about women struggling with fertility who suddenly became pregnant, or I would have friends who I saw on social media or who reached out to me with you know exciting news that they were pregnant. And I began to be angry at them. Of course, they did nothing wrong, but I didn't want to hear it. I didn't want to know about the successes. It wasn't fair to me because I was not having that success. I was not finding that enjoyment in my process. I didn't get that positive on a pregnancy test. I wasn't able to celebrate. I was sad. I was crying. I was spending time alone. You know, that depression was a deep, dark place for me. And then eventually, the final stage of grief is acceptance. Acceptance looks different for all of us. Sometimes after a certain period of time, when we've continued the cycle of trying to conceive unsuccessfully, We have to accept where we're at and decide how we want to move forward acceptance can be difficult because we don't know what that looks like but acceptance in my opinion is one of the most important stages of grief because accepting where we're at in our circumstances even with the diets and the supplements and the vitamins and all of the other medical advice that we may receive from our team Our bodies ultimately make that final decision and we have to accept that. And accepting that is really hard, but accepting the part that we're in control of some things and not in control of others is what really allows us to move through the grief onto the other side. And once we're able to move onto the other side we're able to make the best decision for how we want to move forward and what the next process looks like. For many of us, we regain that hope and we wanna try again. And that's kind of like the ugly cycle of it, right? We go through it, we're not successful, it's devastating, we wanna give up, we can't emotionally take the ups and downs anymore or the disappointment, it's too hard, maybe we weren't meant for this, Maybe this wasn't going to be, you know, meant to be our blessing. But then we begin to process it in a way that brings back that twinge of hope. So then we decide, okay, I can do this again. And again, everyone has their cutoff. Everyone has their breaking point. But through the grief process, we're able to decide what that looks like. It's important for us to also find the right resources and, you know, utilize tools that are there for us to get through the grief. We really can't do it alone. And when we try to do it alone, like I was saying with my experience, we often find ourselves in a really dark place. I mentioned this in my very first uh, introduction to fertility Fridays, but becoming a mama or being a mama and wanting to grow your family and experience that again, is one of the hardest things we'll ever do as women. It's deep-rooted. We have that natural yearning to be mothers. Either we want to be mothers for the first time and bring our child into this world and begin that journey of being a parental figure to this sweet human being that we get to raise and love and grow or we've been mamas before and we already know how amazing it feels and that all of the ups and downs and struggles in parenthood are worth it. And we want to do it again. It's a deep rooted process. Those of us who want to become mothers, whether first time or second or third or fourth time mothers, we have that deep soul desire. Our maternal instincts are roaring. We want it so deeply so badly we cannot grieve the disappointments and the unsuccessful cycles alone it's too heavy ladies we have to find support support groups are helpful there's so many support groups online there's so many resources to different types of support groups both virtually and in person i started seeing a therapist i work in the mental health field I'm a life coach, I quickly started to see red flags and the signs of how I was not emotionally handling it well. So I sought out a therapist. I love her to death. She's currently in Manhattan. I'm able to talk to her on the phone. I've seen her now for several years. She listens. She helps me navigate the really hard times. She gives me great advice. And I turn to her often when I'm really struggling. And I have no shame dumping it all onto her. That's what she's there for. She's there to give me that support. I have friends that I confide in. Sometimes we have friends who can understand and relate and may have experienced different parts of this process too. And sometimes we have friends who don't. So I tend to lean towards friends who can empathize and sympathize with me because they've been there in certain ways having a support system and a tribe that you can turn to is so important i read a lot of books i read a lot of self-help books i read a lot of informational books and i just think it's so important to do the best that we can to educate ourselves and to also know that we're not alone a lot of the times i'll look for reading material that specifically relates to how i'm feeling because i want to feel validated I want to know I'm not going crazy. I'm not taking this too hard. I'm not being overdramatic. I want to know that I'm validated in the way that I'm reacting to the process. That leads me to a book that I think is a great read for anyone who is experiencing the grieving process of infertility. The book is called The Grief of Infertility, Words of Hope and Healing by Alan Wolfett. His last name is spelled W-O-L-F-E-L-T. And you can find the book on Audible and Amazon. It's a great resource and really covers a plethora of experiences in the trying to conceive journey. He talks about everything from miscarriage and stillbirth. That's real. There are so many women who experience miscarriage in early stages of trying to conceive. There are so many women who experience stillbirth and find themselves in a position of trying to navigate that and figure out how they can move forward. He also talks about different types of feelings, how things like anger and explosive anger, shame, guilt, and regret impact us and our grief process. He talks about emotions, various emotions, hormones, and stress. Let's not forget about the hormones and the fluctuations that are going on within our bodies at any time in our cycle. Even when we're not trying to conceive, we have PMS symptoms It can feel like a roller coaster emotionally sometimes just being a woman with a a cycle, let alone on top of trying to create life and that cycle. So he talks about how to manage our stress. He talks about how to manage sadness and depression, how to embrace hope and happiness. And what I think is really neat about this book in particular is that he talks about the six needs of mourning Which I'll go through really quickly. I'm just gonna list them. I'm not gonna go through in detail. I really think that this is a book worth the read. So, to get more information, please dive into it. But the six needs of mourning acknowledge the reality and appropriateness of your grief, embrace the pain of your grief, honor your hopes and dreams, which is a side note, I think is such an important thing to do. In the midst of grief, we often forget everything we hope for and everything we dream of. Grief can be an ugly mask to the beautiful life that lies ahead for us, and it's often hard to see through that. So it is so important to be able to continue to honor our hopes and our dreams and and not give up. He talks about rebuilding your self-identity. I don't know about you, but I definitely felt like I lost myself along the way at certain points, I felt like I didn't know who I was anymore. And that was scary. He talks about searching for meaning and receiving ongoing support for from others. So again, ladies, that's a great tool, The Grief of Infertility by Alan Wolfett. Grab a copy, find a quiet space and dig into it. Another aspect of grief that I think is really important that we often don't talk about is navigating grief in our relationships. Most of us are going through the process of trying to conceive with a partner. We're grieving the process, and so is our partner, right? We're going through this together. Sometimes grief can feel isolating. Sometimes it can feel like our partner doesn't understand how we're feeling. We may even feel angry that they aren't in our shoes or that their experience in this with us is from a different perspective. It's important to be able to sit down and have difficult conversations with our partners through this and talk about what grief looks like. It's important to be compassionate towards each other and listen. And when the going gets tough, it's important to seek out the resources that will help us through it together. I don't know how many women I've witnessed in forums and support groups who lost their partners along the way because it got too heavy and it drove them apart. That's devastating to me. The last thing I want to do is lose my wife while we're trying to build a family. It sounds counterproductive, right? But the reality is that this is a really difficult process and that while we go into it with high expectations and high hopes and positive attitudes, when we're dealt with blow after blow, it can become an emotionally isolating place. And often that isolation hurts our relationships. So it's important to navigate your grief for yourself, but also in a way that it doesn't isolate you from the partner who's going through this with you. The two of you are there for each other. I know that this is a heavy, difficult process. I know that the road to becoming a mom Is full of ups and downs. But I want to encourage you, everyone listening today who can relate to and feel what I'm talking about, to know that everything you're going through is valid. And the one thing we can do with grief is use it as a way to motivate us to continue moving forward. A lot of the times we don't want to hear that. When we are in the depth of our deepest emotions, we don't want to hear move forward. But the only way that will continue to embark on this journey is by putting one foot forward. One foot forward, ladies. Take that grief, embrace your feelings, know you're not alone, talk to somebody, read some helpful, encouraging information, take care of yourself and put one foot forward. We have to hold on to hope. There's an acronym that I saw a long time ago for hope, and it reads, hold on, pain ends. And the one thing I can promise you, while I don't know your future, I don't know what's in store for you, I can promise you pain ends. Hold on, mamas. We'll get to the other side. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Fertility Fridays. My thoughts and prayers are with you all through this really difficult journey. And of course, I hope that you continue to know how precious and valued you are, and that you can and will get through this. We can and will get through this together. If you have not yet, please like and subscribe. Also, ladies, there is an amazing private community just for women waiting for you at theunspokencycle.com. Sign up today for free. We're waiting for you with open arms. Until next time take care. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of Fertility Fridays. Please like and subscribe. And don't forget to join the private community just for women at theunspokencycle.com. Until next week, stay strong.